Summer after my senior year in college, I was working at a Bible camp. I was enjoying Christ-centered fellowship with my coworkers. Weekends spent worshiping on the beach, long, meaningful talks with friends, the beauty of God's creation all around me. Joy-filled work, ministering amongst sometimes eager, sometimes not so eager, fourth through eighth graders. We were experiencing the power of Jesus every day. He filled us up that we might overflow into the lives of those campers. Those were long, beautifully exhausting days. The kind of days where you collapse on your bed at night, satisfied and filled with joy. Those were some of the happiest days of my life. And then one day in the middle of lunch, the phone call came. My brother's tear-filled words, Dad's dying. He's only got three months. And in the middle of my joy came pain. We all encounter suffering. I don't have to tell you this. After the fall, pain and suffering has been a constant throughout the entirety of human history. Job had a loving family, a good name, plenty of wealth, but loses it all. Naomi's husband and two sons die, leaving her a vulnerable widow. David, anointed king of Israel, tormented though by the jealous king Saul. Hannah, deeply desired a child, but experienced the grief of being unable to conceive. Paul, was shipwrecked, stoned, beaten, imprisoned. Many of you have your own story of wounding pain. And if you haven't yet, intuitively you realize that 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 will come someday. Stories of death, separation, divorce, abuse, abandonment, Betrayal, infidelity, rejection, humiliation, disapproval, ridicule, injustice, unfair judgment. Some of you are walking with friends or loved ones who are going through pain and suffering. You find yourself carrying the burdens of others while being attentive to your own pain in your life. And we're burdened, aren't we, by the pain and the suffering we see in the world around us. Violence and war, natural disasters, injustice, hunger and poverty, slavery, human trafficking. Life is hard. Pain has been a constant thread throughout the history of humanity, and it's left us all with wounds. At times in my life, I've, I've cried out to God. God, why is this world such a mess? God, why haven't you healed? Why haven't you fixed? Why haven't you saved? Why haven't you brought peace? It's one of the great paradoxes of faith. A loving, all-powerful God coexisting with the existence 
of pain. And as we're gathered today together, I want us to acknowledge this tension that God loves us, that God is powerful, and yet there's pain in this world. I want us to acknowledge that tension. But today, we're not going to be exploring the why of pain. We're not going to be debating the sovereignty of God, whether he gives us pain or allows us pain or is aloof and can't and won't do anything about our pain. My goal today is to not search for satisfying and tidy answers, theological explanations. These questions, these pursuits, they're all worthwhile. They're all important. But today, what I want to do today is for us to consider the simple fact, the truth that God knows our pain, that God is with us in our suffering. Scripture's narrative from beginning to end reveals pain and suffering. Adam and Eve are, re are removed from Eden, but God lovingly cares for and provides for them. David records these words in his prayer journal. You keep track of all my sorrows. You've collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. And at, at the full restoration of things, we, we see he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. As long as there has been pain and suffering on this earth, God has been active pursuing us, inviting us to recognize his presence in it. And maybe God's most unbelievable demonstration of this pursuit is this, that God sent his own son to us. To not just deal some sort of cosmic transaction that gets us into heaven, but to enter into our pain. He participates in our suffering. And not only that, but, but his ministry, it ushered in the very kingdom of God, this great turning point in our people, in our history as people of, of heaven. And, and when all of what was dead started to become alive again, and he lives out this mission with reckless abandon. Through the incarnation, God took on skin and bone and intellect and feelings and emotions, and he got about the business of making the wrong things right, the unfair things just, the broken things whole. And into the darkness, he brought his light. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And that's us too, isn't it? Sheep. Sometimes it feels like without a shepherd, harassed, Confused, distressed and troubled and helpless, aimless, dejected, 
cast away, vulnerable, alone. And so today, I want us to, to have an opportunity to, to lean in and rely on the power and presence of God as we pray together. And in the, in the moments that follow, in about 10 minutes that follow, I, I invite you to, to use this time in, in one or more of, of the following three ways. You could consider, um, first, acknowledge and respond to the presence of the Holy Spirit here in this place and also his presence within you. Allow yourself to become attentive, listen to God's voice, and as you pray silently where you're seated, Ask yourself, what's he saying to you about the suffering you've endured? Remember, he's aware of it. He knows. What's he saying to you about that? And how is he, how is he with you right now? Second, I would invite you to consider lamenting this morning. We have an example of lamenting um, vividly in, in the Psalms. And so lament with the psalmists this morning. Throughout the Psalms, David and others, they pour out their heart to God, crying out to him. These anguished words become part of their healing and part of their journey. And, and let's let their prayers give voice to our own hurts and to our own journey with God. Third, you could light a candle. You could let that light represent your prayer to God. Our red tables in the back with the red candles, those, are, those represent prayers of petition for the pain that you experience or are experiencing. Our yellow tables here in front represent prayers of intercession for the pain that those close to you are bearing. And our purple tables here in the front represent prayers of intercession for the suffering we see in the world and the world all around us. If you are feeling led to approach one of the tables with candles, please keep the following things in mind. Um, take a stick out of the sand. Light the stick with the tall candle. Use the stick to, to light one of the, the smaller votive candles. And then extinguish the stick by sticking it back in the sand. Um, keeping in mind the sticks can be used multiple times throughout this morning. So I'd invite you now in these next moments to respond, to pray, to listen, to seek the Lord. Let's use this time to pay attention to our union with, with Christ. Another of the great paradoxes of our faith is that we can experience joy and wholeness even in the midst of suffering. I'll acknowledge that sometimes that joy, that wholeness isn't felt, of course, during suffering, but we can experience shalom, wholeness, joy. We can rejoice when we mourn, and we can know peace in the middle of uncertainty because, because our Savior is with us. In a moment, we're going to sing a song called It Is Well. 
And I want this to be an honest moment for you. And so maybe singing the words, it is well, that's not where, that's not where you're at today. That's not your true prayer today, and that's okay. There's no mandate to sing these words. For others of you who are in the middle of pain and strife, singing the words it is well could be hopeful or healing or an acknowledgement of, of faith even if you can't feel it. The truth of the phrase may just transcend your, your current reality and making those words a prayer could be powerful for you today. Maybe some of this time will, maybe some of you in this time will use this moment to continue to listen or respond to God. God, give us strength today and give us the peace to know that you are with us in our hurt. For those of us who are in pain this morning, those of us who are going through something heavy that we can't carry on our own, help us to know that you're here with us. I pray that as we leave this room, we don't feel that, we don't feel you leave, but we feel you staying with us all throughout the day in our week. I pray this in your holy name. Thank you for coming to chapel today, you guys. As a heavy day. Don't let this leave from you. Uh, I pray that you all have a good day today.